Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is your Times Daily World Briefing for Monday the 21st of March. I'm Steve Forbes. And I'm Christian Smith. Ukrainians refuse to stand down in Mariupol. The Russians gave this ultimatum overnight, uh, demanding its surrender and, or, and making blood-curdling threats. The Ukrainians did not surrender, so you know there, there's some sort of endgame going on there now. And 10 million people have now been displaced by the war in Ukraine. After three weeks since the start of the war, we continue seeing flows on a daily basis, over 10,000 a day just in, uh, at this border crossing alone. Times of London Daily World Briefing. The invasion of Ukraine took a concerning new turn on Sunday night when Russia issued an ultimatum to the besieged city of Mariupol. After weeks of Russian bombardment, the southern port city was given until 4am to surrender. Russia said that anyone left behind with the bandits would face a military tribunal. But the Ukrainian government rejected the demand, saying there can be no talk of any surrender. The Times of London's correspondent in Lviv, Askold Krushenuki, told Times Radio that this meant the battle would drag on. For the for the moment, um, I can't see the Russians actually taking the city um, very, very soon. By that, I don't mean in the forthcoming days, because this is going to be now um, street by street, building by building, urban warfare, which is a different um, beast to what the Russians are used to, which is just from afar um, raining down death. 300,000 people are believed to still be trapped in the city, with food and medical supplies running low. Around 90% of the city's buildings are reportedly damaged or destroyed. On Sunday, officials said that Russia had bombed an art school in Mariupol, where approximately 400 people were sheltering. The number of casualties remains unknown. Rescuers are still trying to reach hundreds trapped under the theatre that was hit last week. The Times Middle East correspondent Richard Spencer is in Kyiv, and he told Times Radio that fighting in Mariupol was intense. It was a fast-moving situation, and the Russian troops are now in the city, uh, in the city centre. There's uh, sort of pretty much hand-to-hand combat there now. The the, the defending Ukrainian forces have refused to surrender. Um, yes, uh, people are hiding in their flats in basements. One Mariupol MP described the city as hell on earth. His colleague, another local MP, Dimitro Gurin, told Times Radio that the city was being wiped off the map. The shelling never stops and bombing never stops. They drop 100 bombs per 24 hours to Mariupol. 
and everybody are talking about maternity hospital, every, everybody are talking about, uh, you know, art school, but the reality is cruel. Like everything is bombed. We don't have city anymore. Like everything is totally destroyed. Neighborhood I grew up, like 130,000 people lived in it like a month ago, and it, can be, it cannot be restored anymore. Meanwhile, reports have emerged that thousands of residents of Mariupol have been abducted and taken to Russian territory to be used for propaganda. Ukrainian MP and former minister Inus of Sun told Times Radio about these allegations. So from what we know uh, from the city mayor and the city council is they're taking Ukrainian citizens, they're uh, sending them through what are called the filtration camps, and then they're being relocated to very distant parts of Russia where they are being forced to sign papers that they will stay in that area for two or three years and they will work for free in that in those areas. As Mariupol continues to suffer, fighting continued across Ukraine over the weekend. On Sunday night, several people were reported killed when shelling hit homes and a shopping center in Kyiv. The deputy commander of Russia's Black Sea Fleet was killed in fighting near Mariupol, the latest among several senior Russian officers allegedly killed in the invasion. And in northeast Sumy, there are concerns after Russian shelling hit a chemical plant causing a leak of ammonia, a poison gas used to make fertilizer. Finally, there have been extraordinary scenes in Kherson, the only major city that Russia has so far occupied, where crowds forced back Russian military trucks on Sunday, shouting at the occupants to go home. Times of London Daily World Briefing As the conflict shows no signs of stopping, US President Joe Biden is to meet with his Polish counterpart Andrzej Duda this week to discuss the ongoing situation in Ukraine. The United Nations Refugee Agency says that 10 million people have been displaced due to the war, either moving within Ukraine or leaving the country. More than 2 million of those have crossed into Poland. George Galindo is Poland's communications officer for the International Organization for Migration. We have certainly heard reports that there might be a surge in the coming days. We don't know how many people and we don't know when they will arrive. What we can say for sure is that, you know, after three weeks since the start of the war, we continue seeing flows on a daily basis, over 10,000 a day just in, uh, at this border crossing alone, Medica. Joe Biden will travel to Warsaw on Friday after meeting with NATO, G7 leaders and EU officials in Brussels. Liz Landers, chief political correspondent at Vice News, has told Times Radio what she thinks could be discussed. What will be interesting to hear will be the conversations about Ukraine becoming a NATO member. I think we've heard Zelensky talk about that. I know he did an interview saying, basically, give us an answer. Give me an answer as the leader of Ukraine, yes or no. So then we know how to kind of proceed in this war. EU ministers are expected to finalise a new defence strategy in Brussels today in advance of President Biden's visit. Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky has said that peace talks with Russia were not simple or pleasant, but necessary. Beyond Ukraine's borders, the war is continuing to have an impact on other countries, not least in relation to food and fuel. Despite the cost of oil going down, the price of fuel is increasing rapidly week on week, 
bringing the overall cost of living up for millions. In an effort to alleviate reliance on Russian energy, Saudi Arabia's state oil company said it would increase production to meet global demands. On top of that, due to Russia and Ukraine being huge exporters of wheat, grains and fertilizers, some nations, such as Lebanon, Yemen and Iraq, are seeing their people go without food. Elizabeth Four is the director of the UN World Food Programme's UK office. She's told Times Radio that the war in Ukraine is expected to increase global hunger when it's already at an all-time high. Very concerning. It's about um, food and fuel prices having increased sharply since the onset of the conflict. And we know that this is having an impact on the world's um, you know, most fragile countries and, and people who, who are already food insecure are going to feel the brunt of this. As we record this podcast, news is breaking that a commercial flight carrying 132 people has crashed into mountains in southern China. State media says that a China Eastern Airlines flight suffered an accident when the Boeing 737 traveling from Kunming to Guangzhou crashed near the city of Wuzhou in Ting County. It's understood that rescue teams are being sent to the site of the crash, with a number of confirmed casualties currently unknown. To Belgium, where at least six people have been killed after a car drove at high speed at a group of carnival performers. It happened in the small town of Strepi Braconese, around 30 kilometres south of the capital Brussels, as preparations were underway for the event early on Sunday. The town's mayor says that around 40 people were also injured, with several in a serious condition. This member of the carnival troupe recounted the horrific events. It was supposed to be a celebration day, but it turned out to be a tragedy. A car drove into the procession. We saw bodies flying everywhere. It was horrible. Police have ruled out the incident as being a terror attack, but investigations are ongoing into the exact circumstances. Officers have also denied reports that the car was involved in a high-speed chase. Between 150 and 200 people were gathered in the town, getting ready for its annual folklore parade when it happened. The driver and passenger, both locals in their 30s, have been detained by police. Times of London Daily World Briefing Sport and lastly, with the result of the opening Grand Prix of the new Formula One season, here's Kane Reeves. The first race of the 2022 Formula One season was won by Charles Leclerc, with Ferrari celebrating a 1-2 in a dramatic race in Bahrain, which saw reigning champion Max Verstappen bow out with huge frustration. An engine problem in Verstappen's Red Bull car forced him to retire late on, which gave the opportunity for Ferrari's Carlos Sainz to overtake for second. Britain's Lewis Hamilton also took advantage of Red Bull's misfortune by finishing third in his Mercedes. It was the first outing of a gruelling 23-race season, with Leclerc and Sainz showing Ferrari's intent to win their first Drivers' Championship since 2007, when Kimi Raikkonen was victorious for F1's most famous team. The second race is the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix with practice sessions starting on Friday. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Monday the 21st of March. This podcast from the Times of London is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts. Hi. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.